This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Zephyr CMS. It's a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. You can find them at ZephyrCMS.com. More about this later in the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Melanie Diesel. She is the founder of StoryFuel and the author of a book we're going to talk about today called The Content Fuel Framework. How to Generate Unlimited Story Ideas for Marketers and Creators. So, Melanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, is this your first book? It is my first book. It's very exciting stuff. It's very exciting. Have you got finished copies yet? I have not. They are in the mail. I'm waiting with bated breath, (laughs) checking the mail a little obsessively any day now. It's a pretty awesome feeling, I will tell you. It will be really nice to see them live and in person. <laughs> Lots of really um, easy, nice softball questions, but I, I'm going to start with a kind of a hard one. Okay. I, there are a lot of books about stories right now. Um, so kind of what's your, what's your focus? Yeah. It's a, it, that word again. Um, <laughs> for this book, that, that's going to make it different than the sort of other books out there about storytelling. Yeah, you're totally right. Storytelling is a bit of a buzzword at this particular moment. Everyone's trying to figure out their story and how to tell it. So what my approach is a little bit different in that I'm not coming at you talking about your brand's story as a whole, right? This is not who you are as a company. This is very specifically, how do you take that message and bring it to the world? So the framework that I'm sharing is something that I learned in my background as a journalist, which is also probably a different perspective than a lot of the storytelling books out there. Just kind of sharing, how do I sit down and come up with content on a recurring basis? Because there are so many platforms and you have to update all of them so frequently, you kind of run out of things to say. So the goal of this book was really to say, you don't have to be this amazing, magical, prolific content creator to have something unique to say routinely. And that if you have a system behind how you choose what to say, uh, you'll actually be able to fill those platforms with ease. You know, you'll have hundreds of ideas rather than this sort of writer's block of what should I post today? That's the question I'm trying to eliminate. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, it's interesting you said that because what my experience working with a lot of journalists um, now that we're all producing you know, all this content is that this idea, the training, you know, really was a system because a lot of times you got to sign something you knew nothing about. So your system had to kick into place to allow you to structure it, format it, you know, get it going quickly uh, on deadline. So I, I think that makes a ton of sense. A hundred percent. And the other thing I always say is you never see a newspaper that says, sorry, we decided not to do a paper today because there was nothing new to talk about, right? That deadline pressure is real. And so you become very skilled at always finding a new angle, a new perspective, a new approach, something that you could say so that even if it's yet another school board meeting or, you know, whatever else you happen to be covering that day, you've got some new way to talk about it that's going to engage people. Yeah. Unfortunately, that also produces the stories of like the doctor who talks about more people having a heart attack in Kansas City during the Super Bowl, um, you know, because they had to fill space, right? It's true. It's true. Well, you never want to make content just for the sake of content. So hopefully this will help you come up with a lot of ideas and then choose the best ones to bring to life. (laughs) We can drill into some of the elements, but I guess it might be helpful if if you have a if you have like the one minute version of like the global uh, picture of what the framework is. 
Absolutely. So the framework proposes two things. One, that every piece of content you've ever created, loved, or consumed is only made up of two things. It has a focus in that it's about something, right? So maybe it's about people or history or data, and it has a format. So it's brought to life in some way, like writing audio, like we're doing here, video, etc. So if, as long as you agree with that, that, you know, every piece of content is has a focus and a format, then what I'm proposing is if I can give you sort of a tool belt of these are some focuses and these are some formats, you can start to come up with new and novel combinations of those things that allow you to tell similar stories in new ways. So the idea being you could tell a story about history through a timeline instead of just through a written piece of content or instead of just through a video or instead of just through an infographic, right? So talking about new and different ways to combine all these different focuses and formats. And that's really what we're trying to do is give you a go-to system and a language for talking about and thinking about content creation so that you're not just trying to grab things out of thin air. So um, when I hear you talk about the the focus piece, um, are you saying every piece of content has to have one focus? Your business has to have an overarching focus? I mean, drill, drill down on the focus idea. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that you can certainly combine these focuses, but the idea is if you were to think about a particular piece of content that you really enjoyed, like maybe the the Serial podcast, right? We all remember Serial. That was a big one. We, were, we went crazy for it. Um, that was a story about people. And it was a story about the history of that particular case, right? So it did combine both the people and the history as the focus. Um, and it was told through audio. So that's the particular combinations of focuses and format there. But you can imagine a world where that was a really long investigative written piece in something like The New Yorker instead of being just audio, right? That would be a, a different focus. Um, it could have been told through an interactive timeline where you sort of scrolled through and you got to listen to audio clips and see photos. Um, it could have been a map where you, and I think they did actually include a lot of supportive content online. There was a map at some point where you could look, here's the cell tower and here's where the body was found and kind of plotting out all the different story elements on a map instead. So every piece of content you're trying to come up with, if you have a new product launch or an event coming up, or you're trying to just promote your, you know, your business in general, thinking, well, how could I tell this story through the lens of history? the history of our company, the history of this product? Or how could I do it through data? As we talk about our company, how many people have we helped? How many products have we sold? How much revenue have we made, right? It just gives you different prompts so that it, instead of kind of going back to the same tired stories, maybe you're approaching things in a new way or bringing them to life in a new way. That makes a ton of sense. Is there a, a sort of finite collection of focuses? Like here are the you know, top, I know you talk about 10, but I mean, is there is there ultimately like only so many of those that you should try to I'm I'm sure that certain industries you could go crazy, but for the most part, would you say that there are a handful of tried and true focuses? Definitely. I think focus, when it comes to, to focuses and formats, I've picked 10 because it seemed like a nice round number that would include some that were familiar and some that would stretch you to kind of think and create in new ways. Um, I probably can't create an exhaustive list, at least probably not in the timeline that it would take to create a book. You know, there's limits on, on our life. Um, but uh, I did try to present some of the, the tried and true. So in terms of focuses, I think people is always a really good one to go for. You know, we relate to stories about people very well. Um, basics and details. So those are two complementary ones. Basics, approaching something with just the very basics of what you need to know, really educational content. Uh, and then details being more of an in-depth dive. You could do the same story, but approach it in both those ways as basics and details. Um, I think process content is really having a moment the last couple of years. So that's anything that's instructions or DIY recipes, right? We've seen a lot of that type of content. So those are some of the, the really common tried and true. 
Um, but I think this also presents some that you may not have thought of. So I don't know how many people are doing opinion content as a brand. And I give some examples in the book of how you can do that without feeling like, you know, you're kind of going out on a limb or, you know, getting in the middle of a debate. Like, that's not the goal. We're not trying to create drama or divide your audience. We just want to express that someone has made a choice in creating this content, right? So maybe my favorite podcasts for entrepreneurs, as opposed to just here's 10 random podcasts for entrepreneurs, right? Uh, so those are, yeah, those are some of the, some of the favorites. Um, and, and again, like I said, a balance of hopefully ones that are familiar and ones that might challenge you to think in some new ways too. Yeah. And I think the structure, one of the beauties of this is I, I do think the challenge for a lot of people is they're busy doing all kinds of stuff. And then they sit down at a blank piece of paper, a blank screen, and they're like, uh, I need, I need some ideas, <laughs> you know? And so, you're, this is almost like the little like candy box, right? Just go grab one out of there and start. Exactly. Well, and that's that's the idea is, you know, if you can select from this list of focuses, here's the eight or 10 that, that you know, or, or more that feel good to me. Here's the five or eight or 14 formats that are within my resources. You could come up with 100 plus combinations. You know, you're obviously not going to create 100 different pieces of content, maybe about the same thing. That would probably be excessive. But like you said, it gives your brain somewhere to focus that you, you're not starting with a blank slate. You have some sort of prompts, if you will, to think of ideas. And then you could select from those, okay, these three are probably most realistic for my budget, for my timeline, for my skill set. And I, I, I could see a role even, you know, when, again, a lot of times people, you know, when I say content, so many people hear blog posts. <laughs> You know, and that's like where they stop. But I mean, th this could be your social media calendar uh, of things. And, and obviously, we're going to get into some of the, the formats. But um, in fact, maybe um, maybe un maybe kind of list your 10 uh, formats just uh, quickly. And then we can come back and talk about some of my questions on those. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, formats, you know, this could be an almost unlimited list, right? Because new formats are coming out all the time. New platforms are launching. So I tried to come up with a, a decent combination here and, and pick 10 that I thought would be most applicable. Uh, so writing is first, like you said, that's sort of the default for all of us. Um, infographics is another one, sort of a visual way to represent our, our information. Audio is really having its moment, as we were talking about. Uh, video is another big one that that obviously always creates such deep engagement. And then I added live video as a separate one. So not bunching them together, but actually thinking differently about how you might create live video. Number six is an image gallery. So that could be a collage. It could be a slideshow. You know, any way you're assembling images together. Seven is a timeline. So presenting things chronologically. Eight is a quiz, which I think is super underrated. It's a really fun way to test knowledge and present new information to your audience. Nine is a tool. So this would be anytime you're helping your audience uh, achieve something, make a calculation, convert something. You know, you're, you're letting them input information and having a custom output of some kind. And then 10 is a map, which, again, I think maps is one of the things that we don't use as often as we should because it feels really intimidating to create a map. But it doesn't have to be. There's a lot of really easy tools out there uh, that can help you help you do that. You know, today content is everything. So our websites are really content management systems, but they've got to work like one. Check out Zephyr. It is a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. It's really easy to use. It's very fast. It uh, won't mess with your SEO. I mean, it really reduces the time and effort to, to launch uh, your client's websites. Beautiful themes, just really fast profitable way to go. They include an agency services to really kind of make a, them your plug and play dev shop. Check out Zephyr.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-C-M-S.com. 
So maybe uh, expand on that map one, because I'm thinking, oh, I need to get to Des Moines tomorrow. I'm going to pull out a map. But that's not necessarily what you're talking about, is it? It doesn't have to be, no. But I mean, I think anytime you think of a story, you're trying to convey, you know, you're doing an interview with someone and they're mentioning different locations from their history. You're talking about a particular story that has multiple geographic points. Um, you can create a map as a way, you know, an optional, additional, or the only way to explore through that content. Um, one of the things that I always remind people is that location doesn't have to be, as you said, going to Des Moines, you know, it's, it's states and interstates and highways and things. Um, you could have a map of a home, right? A blueprint is essentially a map of a home. And if you're doing some sort of real estate or renovation type content, you might want to have a map of home to show where things happen. Map of the body is another option, right? So if you're doing any healthcare content, you're talking about yoga positions or pressure points, then a map of your body showing where different things happen may also be a really useful way to bring that to life. So just thinking about if there's any sort of placement or geographic element to what you're talking about, then a map may be an option. All right. Not everybody who listens to my show has a content team. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I, you know, I, I hear all the time, I'm sure you're hearing as you go out and talk to people, it's like, okay, then what's the best format? If I can only do one, what's the best format? And I'm going to let you answer that, but I'm going to get through the follow-up too, is that is there a way to approach content that's creation in formats that maybe is more efficient and then allows you to maybe do lots of formats. So it sounds like the the real challenge that a lot of us have, especially if you're a content team of one or if content is just one of many things you've been tasked with, is there's only so much time and money for us to, to do these things. So, so how do we kind of make the most of our time and money? My recommendation, if you have the means, is to start with video. And the reason for that is video can be repurposed most, more easily than any other format. Video has visual elements, so you can use short video clips. You can use stills from that video. You know, it has the audio, so you could create audio clips from that as well. And then that audio can be transcribed to become blog posts, articles, you know, snippets for social media. If you're starting with any of the others, you know, writing or infographic or just audio, that's still wonderful. You know, if, if you can create one thing very well consistently, by all means do that. But if you are trying to sort of create the illusion of more resources than you have, video is a really good starting point that you could break down into many smaller elements without too much extra work. Well, and I think one of the challenges we face today is that um, there's a whole, whole lot of behavior in consumption that we have to be addressing. I mean, some people, you know, listen to, you know, books. I like when I write a book, you know, my audio book doesn't come out the day the other book comes out. I hear from people, you know, because it's like, all I do is listen to audio. Then there are readers and then there are more visual learners. I mean, so to some degree, we kind of have to cater to all of them or at least to a, as wide a swath as possible, don't we? I, yeah, and I, I talk about everyone has sort of their first content language, the one that you're most comfortable creating in, right? So for me, I'm a writer. That's my background. I would rather sit down and write 100 blog posts than have to edit two videos. It's just the way my mind works. I'll probably do it more quickly, right? Um, but some people are different. Writing might give them anxiety, and they'd love to just hop on live video and talk freely. So figure out what works for you. What are you most comfortable creating? But then make sure you go that extra step, like you said, and see what is your audience like consuming? because there could be a gap there. And even if you make the most amazing podcast in the world, if your audience doesn't listen to podcasts, like you're wasting your time. So you want to make sure there's some alignment there. And if there isn't alignment, find someone that can help or a tool that can help you bridge that gap. Yeah, I'm glad you threw in that idea of something you're good at or you enjoy or it's your, you know, your preference because uh, this stuff's hard work. And if you 
if it, if it's something you really just hate doing, you're just not going to stick with it. Um, so great point. So you mentioned in your book, um, and I loved it, f- uh, focus before format, um, which is kind of my, my, I've been saying strategy before tactics, you know, for years. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. Uh, so, so I'm, I, I guess you can just clear this up then. You're saying somebody should say, okay, I'm going to write about this. You know, this is my focus. Now let's figure out all the formats it could go in. Exactly. Ask what's the story you're trying to tell and then ask what's the best way to bring that specific story to life. So a lot of times we do the opposite. Just like you said, we go for tactics. We're like, I need a viral tweet, but about what? Right. And then you end up with a lackluster about what? So we want to start with what is a story about? And then, okay, does it have visual elements? If so, maybe it would make a good video. If not, we're probably going to have a very boring video if there's no visual elements to this whole story. So by starting with your focus and then asking which format is best to bring this to life, you ensure that you're going to have some some good alignment there between the two. Should your focus or how closely should your focus be aligned with, say, business goals? I think at the end of the day, all the content we make has to, in some way, help our business goals. So, you know, again, that's one thing I, I always try to underscore. I'm not advocating that you make every possible piece of content you could with this system or that you create every single interaction or or combination of the the focuses and formats. But if you know that your overarching goal is, I want to create deeper relationships with this type of audience member, or I want to create awareness around this event that we're throwing, or I want to help people better understand a particular topic, then that helps you choose from amongst the focuses and the formats. So for example, if your goal is, look, our customers really misunderstand this particular area of what we do, we need to do some education, you'd look at that list and say, well, telling them about our founder doing a people-focused story, that's not really going to clear up that matter. So we'll skip that for now. But maybe a history, helping them understand you know, the history of that particular issue, challenge area, that might be helpful. Process would almost certainly be helpful. Help them understand the thing that they maybe misunderstand, how it comes to life, what's right and wrong there. you know, And then saying, okay, if we're trying to show a process... Is the best way to do that process through writing? Maybe it is, but maybe we need to show that process. So we should try, you know, an image gallery showing each step or a video or live video so that they can kind of watch it happen. So as long as you start with, you know, sort of your why and then, you know, your big business goals and then asking, you know, what sort of focuses make sense for that and then what sort of formats make sense with that. Yeah, because I, I, to your story of like the viral video, I mean, the, there's so so many people created ones that got millions of views that actually didn't cause any business objectives to be met. And it's kind of like, well, is that worth the time? You have, um, and I'm imagining you in workshops, you know, almost like playing tic-tac-toe, uh, uh, you know, with <laughs> the boxes of, you know, this and filling it in. And so you have some visuals um, uh, of the framework. Um, can we post those? in the show? Or? Yeah, we'll see what we can throw up there. Actually, I have a, a little cheat sheet that kind of includes uh, the focuses and the framework. So maybe what we can do is we can we can include the link and then a code to, to download that for uh, for your listeners. That should be easy. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely do that. But yeah, it's absolutely a, a fun little game. You know, a lot of times what I do in workshops is we'll actually use a 10-sided die. Have you ever seen like 10-sided dice? And we'll sort of roll them to come up with random combinations and just see what we can come up with. That's actually really cool because that's probably as uh, accurate as, you know, somebody just picking. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also, it's just a good thought exercise. Like I said, sometimes you get a combination that, okay, this doesn't align with our goals or we could do this, but it probably wouldn't be great. But again, at least you're not on a blank slate and that will sometimes spur an idea for something related that is actually a much better strategic fit. I have never seen a 10-sided die. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around what that would even look like. <laughs> it's quite an odd shape. <laughs> it would much be. <laughs> Can barely sit uh, sit on its side. So, Melanie, where can people find out more about uh, the content fuel framework, and of course. Uh uh, the work that you're doing. Yeah. So you can learn more about my team and my company at storyfuel.co. So storyfuel.co. The book, if you want to buy it, is at iwantmelaniesbook.com. Nice and easy. Uh, but you could learn more at contentfuelframework.com as well. There's even instructions there. If you want to make that 10-sided die game, you want to see what the 10-sided die look like uh, and make that game, there's instruction cards there for you. You can try it out yourself. Awesome. Well, Melanie, thanks for dropping by. And uh, hopefully, are you in New Jersey? New I am. You're yeah. New Jersey? You're, I'm right in Jersey you, uh, City, so I pretend oh, okay. to be both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was picking up some, just, I have a client that lives in uh, northern New Jersey, and you sound exactly like her, so I was pretty sure that's where. That makes me happy. I've, I've not lived in Jersey my whole life, so that means I'm starting to sink in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's starting to get to some of your phrases. There we go. All right, Melanie, thanks for dropping by. Hopefully, we'll run into you soon out there on the road. Definitely. Thanks for letting me share my story. 